All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Atkins Family Podcast. I am your host, Benjamin Atkins, and I'm accompanied by my lovely wife, Takia Atkins. And we are also joined by the beautiful Aubrey Atkins. She's currently on the ground in her. She's not on the ground. Okay, she's in her chair. There you go. On the ground, not in our lap. I just wanted to be clear that our child wasn't just on the ground. Because some people I... actually think that's. Oh, you put your. Put your kid on the ground. I wouldn't do that. Y'all, y'all crazy. Yeah. Oh, y'all love y'all child. Nah, she in the little chair. <laughs> well, Takia, what brings us here today? Uh, the topic, once again, the topic of forgiveness. Yeah, forgiveness is a big topic for us, if y'all ain't noticed. <laughs> so get used to it. Forg- uh, forgiveness is a big topic for everyone, whether they choose to acknowledge it or not. All right. As one of the tenets of the faith. But go ahead. So I've been, uh, uh, you know, ever since I found out I was pregnant with Aubrey and now that she's here, I've tried my best to do internal work, um, especially when I found out I was having a girl uh, because I wanted to raise her with substance. Um, I wanted to have tangible things. Now, not necessarily like uh, maybe tangible is not the, the right word. I wanted to have stuff that I could give to her that that actually she would be actually able to put into practice so practical things that I could teach her about subjects like forgiveness because this would this is a tough one um and you're not going to escape life without learning how to do it yeah I think this is a tough one for a lot of people I know especially dealing with marriage this is a daily thing you know mm-hmm. and not just marriage but the Christian walk period yeah I mean it's like the things that the Bible lays out about forgiveness aren't just for married folk But of course, since marriage, you know, is ultimately going to embody the relationship that Christ has with the church, that thought, idea, and practice of forgiveness is only going to be amplified even more because you're now joined together with another person that needs just as much forgiveness as you do. And you're going to have to practice forgiving them on a daily basis. Absolutely. And, uh, the place, the places where you get the most scars are usually in the relationships that mean the most to you. Exactly. The people um, that are closest to you. Right. Because it's not going to, you can't really hurt me if I don't really care about you. <laughs> and you could, you can run away from certain people, certain issues and certain hurt Bruh. when they're not that close to you. Marriage. When it comes to your spouse, they're going to wake up, they're going to be there. You go to sleep, they're going to be there. You in the shower, they're going to be there. You cooking dinner. I hope they... They gonna be there. You come home. They don't have to be in the shower. They gonna be there. (laughs) You go to work. (laughs) They ain't gonna be there. They gonna be there. (laughs) Unless y'all work together. In your dreams. They gonna be there. I don't dream about you. All right. (laughs) Whether you dream about me or not, I'm gonna be there. But guess what? Exactly. I'm looking at your dream. What? I'm going to be there, okay? Okay, you don't make that in me. That's now that's creepy. Every that's, step that's like stalkerish. Yes, the song is about stalking this woman. Yeah. <laughs> every breath you take. Well, I hope y'all and y'all marriage not on those. Watching you. I hope y'all not on those stalker stuff, but um they going to be there. Yeah, and and I'm yeah. I'm going to be there to hear. And that's something that I, 
I sometimes struggle with. <laughs> see, see, what? And that's, that's, that's oh, marriage. You God. just can't wait. Sometimes you can't wait for your spouse not to be there. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think it's not even that marriage is bad. It's just like that it man they are always there <laughs> that's a it's a good it's a double-edged sword i'll say it like that it's a good thing when you sometimes most of the time but then there's like this for me probably at five percent of the time where it's like i just want to put my headphones it's a in good thing. and pretend nobody's exists right. except for me pretend ain't nobody gonna be there but guess what i'm gonna be there um, facts and we got married so young. Straight up. We are, I'm a, we only in our 20s. I'm going to be there. I didn't even realize how young you were until we were trying to rent a car. And you realized. You're not even old long, enough. <laughs> I'm going to be there. I could rent a car. It might be a premium, but I could rent a car. <laughs> okay. And I got a clean driving record. Oh, God. Well, you're better than me. Thank God. But, uh, yeah, I realized that, yeah, it'll be a premium, but I realized you're not at that age or you could just. You know that, that. So I'm not old, basically. That's what y'all saying. You can walk in there. I was like, dang. Yeah, I'm not old, folks. So. <laughs> Kia, Kia almost 40. Boy, I tell you. <laughs> it's, and it's crazy, too, because that's that's interesting. You We're not supposed to be talking about this, but you married an older woman. And men mature a lot slower than women, so it's almost like double catching up you gotta do. I'm gonna be there anyways. That was your age showing because that had nothing to do with what I said. But anyway, uh so I was um I was I have been really struggling with forgiveness. And I I often say out loud in my house to my husband or to my mom, um, when I'm talking to her on the phone, like, I need help. Because I know, like in my heart, there are some people that I haven't forgiven. And then there are some days where I, you know, I'm walking through the situation and I'm like, all right, I'm good. Like, I I got it. And the other days is like the events play in your mind again. And then you you don't shut it down. So you just get mad. And you're kind of like, for me, I kind of go through these scenarios of what well, it could have did this or they could have did that or blah, 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 blah. Just how wrong they were. And so, um, I hope, got a word to give. All right, I hope y'all can hear me over this child. So, um, out yeah. So I was talking to God this morning in our little time together, and um, I was like, God, you know, I was working through these scenarios in my head because, um, I'm not gonna say names. There's this person I need. So there's this person I'm um, in a relationship with, a very complicated relationship uh, with, uh, and they needed my forgiveness for some of the stuff that they did. And then, you know, I had a, a very human moment with this person and um, said some things I shouldn't have. And then they just cut me off, you know, and now they're going around telling people what I said, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I was like, isn't it crazy that this person has been begging for me to forgive them for the longest. And now that I've done something wrong, they don't even want to talk to me. I was like, God, how hypocritical is that? Like, that's just, that person is a total hypocrite. And then as I was, I was, yeah, I was in the shower and I was like, yo, cause that's where I talked to God. Uh, I, I was like, God, you know, I don't want to be a hypocrite. 
And I've walked through these scenarios in my mind with this other, uh, these other people I need to forgive. And I'm like, yo, God, they judged me. Like they looked at one, one moment in my life and labeled me on that one moment. And they didn't just label me like to themselves. They labeled me and then passed that label around to other people. And it got back to me. So I was like, God, if they could just understand my background, if they could just understand me, if they could just see me now and the stuff that I'm doing, they would understand that that label was wrong, that they were wrong to judge me. And God um, brought back to my remembrance the scene in the shack. I don't know if you guys have seen or read, seen the movie or read the book, but um, uh, this father is having to forgive someone who um, murdered his daughter. And then he's also having to forgive his dad who abused him throughout most of his childhood. And um, he goes to see Wisdom in the movie. And uh, Wisdom tells him, basically, you have become the judge. So I'm going to let you sit on the seat and be the judge. And then he had to make this hard decision because she was like, um, now that you're the judge, you got three kids. Pick only one. The rest of them will die. You can only save one. He was like, no, nah, that's too hard. I can't do that. And she was like, I know that's why you shouldn't be the judge. God should be the judge. And it clicked for him. He got it. And then he moved on to having to actually forgive the uh, man who hurt his daughter. And God was telling him, all right, we're going on this journey. In this journey, you're going to have to forgive. And um, he said, no, nah, God, I can't forgive him. What he did was terrible. I can't, I can't forgive that. And God said, OK, so you're the judge again. And it clicked for me the heavy weight that we carry when we don't have forgiveness in our hearts, because when we don't forgive, we become the judge. And it's just like that scenario with uh, the, the, the people I felt like that labeled me, they don't, they don't have all the information. And, and when we try to hold unforgiveness against someone, when you try to become the judge based off of a, a couple moments in somebody's life, you will never be able to be a just judge. You'll never be able to be a fair judge because you're not God. You can sit down with somebody. You can walk through why they did what they did, but you will never understand the fullness of why that person makes the decisions that they make. And that is why God says for us to forgive. When something happens, he wants us to forgive. And Peter asked the question. He said, God, Jesus, how many times do I have to forgive? And Jesus said 77 times seven in a day. So basically, it don't matter how many times somebody do something. The only command you have in those situations is to forgive. And I was like, God, that's a lot. Like somebody keep hurting me, especially when they hurt me the same way. Like I got to keep forgiving. And, and, and it was so, it was made so clear to me. It doesn't matter how many times somebody does something wrong with wrong to you. You will still never be able to be the judge because it is only God who knows everything. He, he said in Jeremiah, I knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb. I I know everything about that person. And that's why God is the only one that can judge. And then I started to think about, um, you know, getting back at people. Because you know how that's what we be doing when somebody do us wrong. We be like, see, I need you to make this happen. And I need you to make that happen. And it finally clicked for me why God said vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. Because he's the only one can that can assess what that person deserves based on what they did because he has all the information it's almost like going to a court case to try somebody and you don't even have all the information and if that were to happen in a court today 
um, that would, it would be thrown out. It would be a mistrial. It, it, the case wouldn't it wouldn't be able to be tried because there's not enough information for anybody to do anything with what was done. And that's what we do. That's who we become when we hold unforgiveness. We're trying to uh, give a verdict or give a punishment based on information that we don't even fully understand. So I just did a whole spill. But <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know, God... I want to be free from being the judge. I don't want to be the judge anymore. Amen. Amen. That was anointed spiel. Wow. <laughs> Sister Atkins. Mm -hmm. No, but um, going on the start of forgiveness, uh, I think I want to lay out uh, just some reasoning, some more reasoning why behind us as mere mortals do not have the right do not forgive right. in the biblical sense. Um, we don't have that right because of a few reasons. And the Bible gives warnings and promises to people who forgive uh, or who, who forgive and warnings to people who do not forgive. When we look at the Takiya was talking about us not having the full scope of knowledge regarding one's judgment. Uh, you know, the Bible speaks to God seeing someone's heart, understanding that right. person's heart. Mm -hmm. That is one thing that we cannot speak to. Nope. We are called to just judge and discern via someone's fruit. But as far as being able to see their heart truly, that is something that nobody will ever, ever know because we can only go off by what we see. Right. But God has knowledge that is deeper than what is on the surface. And then we look at the situation of casting judgment upon someone there's teaching in matthew and luke regarding judging others in matthew 7 we have judge not that you not be judged right and this is just this is just a simple word this is just a simple command that jesus gives the follower mm -hmm. and off you know our first glance we think that it means that um we shouldn't judge at all or that uh, we should let everything go and just let everything happen. Mm -hmm. But that's not the case. I believe the true meaning behind Jesus's sentiments is a word of freedom. Because yeah. when we look at the role of judge, that is a heavy burden to carry. Ooh. When you have to decide, if you, when you put yourself in the position to decide someone's salvation, decide someone's worthiness, decide whether someone is worthy of forgiveness or not, not only do you go contrary to the word of God, but in your direct rebellion, you tell God that, hey, I can do this job better than you. See, there's a lot of layers to this, right? And Jesus even says, for with the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged. And with the measure you use it, it will be measured to you. So when we put ourselves in the position of judge, not only do we become the person who decides who gets what, who deserves what, who is worthy of what, but then we also condemn ourselves to the very same judgment. And nine, not nine, ten times out of ten, this is why Jesus said this. 10 times out of 10, you are going to get the same punishment you believe everybody else deserves because everybody has sinned 
and everybody is worthy of the same thing. The wages of sin are death. Simple. So in that in that sense, if you judge someone because of the sin that they committed against you, then that very judgment that you gave to them, you shall be judged by that. And it's not being judged by that same judgment by the other person. No, this is the judgment of God upon you because of your lack of, excuse me, forgiveness. And then when we look at the, the role of judge, why else God is able to be the judge is because that same judgment that he judges other people with, he is judged by that same very thing. In, 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 in this sense, the Bible and the principles that it teaches are a very reflection of the character of God. This is not something that God practices. This is simply who he is. So he's able to judge others by these things because he is the he's he he is or are those things. Mm-hmm. Right. That is in his very nature. He's he this is him. We're supposed to reflect his nature. So when he says, you know. For the wages of sin are death. Um, God doesn't commit any sin. So he can be a righteous judge in that matter. He can't. He, God can never be hypocritical. He is mm-hmm. incapable of being hypocritical. Not that he does not. He is incapable of being hypocritical, which is a sin. Right. And even in Luke, hmm. it says also Luke 6, 37, judge not and you will not be judged. Cond- condemn not and you will not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. Right. When you pair those two verses together, you have a situation of it says in, in, in Matthew, judge not because you will be judged by the same standard, basically. And in Luke six, it says, judge not and you will not be judged, condemn not and you will not be condemned. You are still going to get that same standard of forgiveness and grace that you pass to that next person. When it says judge not, condemn not, and forgive. If when you forgive, you will be forgiven. Not by the other person, not by the next person you meet, Hmm. but you will be forgiven every time by God. Takiyah was bringing up before we even had the pop, before we went on, uh, went to recording, she was talking about the Lord's prayer. It says, forgive us as we forgive our debtors. Yeah. Right. Forgive us our debts as we also forgive our debtors. Yeah. Forgive we us our debts boat. as we forgive our debtors. This is, this is all in line with the teaching of Jesus when it comes to forgiveness and judgment. Right. So don't put yourself in that position because you are not worthy of that seat and you cannot handle the weight that comes along with that. Because guess what? Then you cannot pick and choose who you forgive and who you do not forgive. All right. God does not do that. He laid it out. I'll forgive these people. These people are going to hell. <laughs> you believe in the son, you'll be forgiven. You don't believe in the son, you're going to hell. Cut and dry. A lot of times we like to, we'll forgive this person. But we won't forgive that person. We have children that will forgive them when they do us wrong as parents. But then another person to do us wrong as a friend and we won't forgive them because they didn't come back yeah. and repent to us. And it's crazy because when I talk to most people and, and we're, we're, work, we're working through or talking through uh, things that have been done to them. It's 
it's been so crazy because everybody I have been talking to lately, they're like, oh, yeah, this person did this, this person did that. And because I've known these people for a while, I'm like, you did that same thing <laughs> to somebody else just like a couple of years ago. So it's like, how how dare we hold unforgiveness when we all in the same boat? Like my sin, I might not sin in the area that you sin. And if I don't sin in that area, it is only by the grace of God that I don't. It's only by the grace of God that I don't have the struggles that you that you have. And I think what that does is like Ben was saying, it frees us. Do you think God is going to have a good time on that day where he has to judge us all and send some, some of us to heaven and some of us to hell? We are his children. The, the weight of being a judge is so heavy. And we always talk about how God freed us from sin and, and that burden that was lifted, how Jesus freed us from sin, that burden that was lifted. But we don't talk about the burden that was lifted of being the judge. Exactly. That was that's heavy. When you think about it, and I love how that movie did it because she told him, look, you got three kids. Choose one. You can only save one. The rest of them are going to hell. Dude was like, wait, what? <laughs> Cause he would, he, he was like, I don't know who to pick. I don't know. You know? And she's like, well, who's your favorite? And it's like, they all my favorite. What you mean? Like, and then he was like, you know what? Never mind. I can't even do it. And that's how we look when we come to God and say, I need you to uh, wipe this person off the earth or, well, y'all might not be that uh, messed up, but <laughs> I need you to do X, Y, and Z to a person. And it's like, you know, it, it, it removes pride. That's another thing I realized because when I start to when I start to hold unforgiveness, when it when, when we're talking about being and trying to put yourself in a place where God is, you start getting puffed up. Because when I'm holding unforgiveness, I'm looking at myself like I'm better than that. I would never do that. I would never hurt somebody like that. I would never blah blah blah. Putting and, yourself and, on the pedestal, and, and then that creates room for pride. So you lead yourself into some other sins because you wouldn't do the forgiveness. Yeah. And it's it's so crazy because it's like I was really looking at it, you know, and I've been having to forgive people for some things and some areas where I don't necessarily struggle. But God reminded me this morning, your life could change in an instant and your struggles could become the very thing you judging somebody else on. And the only reason those struggles are not your struggles is because of my grace. So who are you to judge if we all and I think that's the thing we like to put people and I think church has church culture has kind of aided this. But we like to like have a, a bar graph with sin like, oh, a uh, lion is at one uh, homosexuality is at a 10 fornication is at a five. And we got all these people on all these scales. When God clearly said in the Bible that somewhere, correct me if I'm wrong, but. If you, uh, a liar and an adulterer both sinned, it's all, it's, it's still sin. It's the same punishment for all of it is death. <laughs> but we have been taught or sometimes just something we pick up that, that sin has different levels. And that's why we think, oh, I can forgive you, but I can't forgive you because obviously something is wrong with you. Cause your sin was like 10 times worse than mine. And it's like, we don't understand that forgiveness is freeing, not just because we're no longer tied to what that person did. We're no longer controlled by what those people did, but also we're freed from trying to play a role we were never meant to pay. Exactly. And there's hope. 
trust me, there's hope in forgiveness. Don't believe that just because you're forgiven, that person is going to get off scot-free. For one, whether they get off scot-free or not, that should not be your concern. You should be focused on the fact that the Lord forgave you and you're going to pay it forward. Right. But two, there's promise in forgiveness. God says this, right? Six, Luke 6, 38. Give and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your lap. For with the measure you use it will be measured back to you. This is a very common verse that we hear quoted. And it is usually never quoted in the context of forgiveness, but that's what it was stated in the context of forgiveness. Yeah, we we as the people of God have butchered that text and made it about money and giving. And it's about forgiveness. Give and it will be given to you. Forgiveness will yeah. be given to you. The Lord tells us. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, it runneth over. And that's the thing, you know, all all you people out there who are good with uh, English, the subject, we know that we search around the text for context clues and uh, we're making uh, judgments based on what comes before and what comes after. Who in the world looked at this scripture and said it was about money? That's what I want to know, because it literally it's all and it's also all in the same group. It The title is judging others. And it's literally stated right before forgive and you will be forgiven, give and it will be given to you. And what confirms that? Because that's another thing, too. When we find these scriptures, we need to find because God is he says the same thing over and over again. You can find statements that measure up directly with what is being said. What measures up with give and it will be given unto you? The part where in the Lord's prayer, it says, uh, forgive us our debts as we also forgive our debtors. You're not going to forgive me until I forgive them. You're not going to be able to give it. I'm not going to be able to receive it until I can give it. Forgiveness, unforgiveness definitely holds back a level of blessing. Oh, yeah, because you stuck. Ain't no, they, they ain't no way around that. It's like you, you know, I was listening to somebody and I think they were talking about, you know, there could be a smell, there could be a song, there could be a place. Anytime those things come up, you right back in the moment where whatever happened, it is literal bondage. And the enemy has tricked us into, into thinking that if we withhold forgiveness from someone that we're going to hurt them. I often hear it said that uh, unforgiveness is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. The other person moved on. Gone. And I know that's that's going to help you in marriage because that's what men be doing. But it's all good. Anyway, that's <laughs> what the words say. <laughs> this is true. You know it's the truth. Back to what the words say. But anyway, that's that's the greatest example, though, because uh, people have the tendency to do us wrong. They say sorry and they done with it. Why you still sitting there two years later talking about you, blah, blah, blah. Now, I'm not saying don't talk about it because we've had podcasts. We've talked about how forgiveness works and, and working through things. Um, but tr- you you can't treat them bad. You can work through whatever you need to work through, you know, have whatever conversation you need to have. 
but you can't treat the other person bad based on what they did because God doesn't do that to us. You could go out right now and kill somebody and very rarely, well, it's probably going to come back, but very rarely does it boomerang and hit you right back then and there. And most people will say that if someone kills someone, they are worthy of death in that very moment, but it don't always come back right then and there. So we really just, we really have to be careful when it comes to judging. And I loved um, on the shack also, because the dude was abused by his father and um, the visuals were so great. Uh, The dude saw his, his dad, and his uh when he was his father beating him and then he said you know would you condemn him and he was like yeah i sure would so then they flashed another uh they flashed something else another video or whatever and um it was a little boy getting beat by his father and then they asked the man would you condemn him and he was like nah he's a kid and he said that's your father when he was a kid so you wouldn't condemn the little him but you condemn the big him that's why we just that's why we can't we can't be the judge exactly it gets so complicated when you hear everybody's story sitting there and parsing through all that information man if you actually had the full scope of knowledge your tiny brain wouldn't even be able to handle it and then when people talk about the mysteries of god and you know we uh we understand in part we know in part that's deeper than what most people realize. We don't know everything and we can sit down even with our spouses and have a thousand conversations about what they did and why they did it. And I'm not saying that those conversations aren't needed, but what I am saying is if you are using those conversations as a requirement for forgiveness, you will never find it there. You have to have a mind. You have to have your mind already decided to forgive. Even if, because I was talking to somebody and um, they were walking through some stuff, having to forgive um, an absent parent. And they were like, yeah, I, just, I really just need to know why he, this parent wasn't there. And I was like, do you really think that there's ever going to be a good enough explanation to heal why they weren't there? No, there, there's never going to be any words that can make up for years of lost time that can make up for years of uh, things that were supposed to be there and they weren't. So if you, if you're required, if you are requiring a conversation for forgiveness, my friend, you are wrong. Jesus didn't say 77 times seven, have a conversation and then forgive. He said 77 times seven, forgive. And here's the thing. We like to attach uh, forgiveness to a lot of things. Forgiveness is not a feeling. It's a decision. So when I make this, the, the decision to forgive, then we start the healing process. Now the healing process might include some conversations about why this happened or why the other person behaved the way that they did, but it should never be a requirement for forgiveness. And I think that's where a lot of people have gone wrong because we have psyched ourselves up to thinking that conversations are going to make the forgiveness process easier. Conversations sometimes can make it harder and you still got to do it, but it's definitely important that we understand this. And I think this is what the enemy wanted us to not see, you know, with unforgiveness. I think he wanted us to just think that speck in your eye. Yeah. He wanted us to just think, yeah, we all, we powerful. We got this. We in control whole time. We ain't ready. You're not ready to be a judge. You can't be, you're not God. 
Can the blind lead the blind? Absolutely. And, and that's the thing that I think we miss a lot, man. We all struggling. We all struggling with something. So why not just do what we've been commanded to do and love each other? We all are. That's man. And I try to, you know, I'm saying this now and it's so real because we all are going through something. There's, we all have an area in our life where we are trying to do something that seems so impossible. All of us, your area might be food. The other person's area might be, um, alcohol, (laughs) but both of y'all have something in common. There is something in your life that's kind of out of control and you don't know how to control it. So instead of me judging you, cause you want to eat, uh, six big Macs while I'm over here down a bottle bottle of Henny, why not we just help each other? Exactly. We're not telling to accept the sin. No. We're telling you to work with the person in grace, in love. Yeah. Prayer. Actually try to help them. Yeah. But just saying, oh, yeah, you're going to hell. Oh, Oh, yeah, you a bad person. Oh, yeah, nah, you got to get that together. Man. It couldn't be me, yo, man. You still struggling with the little sins? Right. My therapist (laughs) helped me out so good because I, you know, I... I struggle in the area. I'd be like, look, if you lie to me, I'm not going to forgive you, period. There's no excuse for lying. And she said, "Um, is Santa Claus real? I was like, no. She said, is the tooth fairy real? I said, no. She said, didn't your mama tell you (laughs) that all of them was real at one point? I was like, yeah. She said, so your mama lied to you, right? I was like, yeah. She was like, so do you see your mom as a bad person because she lied? I was like, no, absolutely not. She was just trying to accomplish something. And she said, and the other people in your life who lied were trying to accomplish something too. So if you're going to judge them by that standard of being bad, you have to say your mom is bad as well. See? And I was like, no, nah, man, that was Santa Claus. Sitting in the <laughs> judge's seat. Everybody you, case going to come across your desk. And you got to make sure your skills is just, which they can't be there, just. There's no way. Because like I said, and I'm saying it again because it's so real. We all got something. We all got a limp, if you will, if you want to take that from Abraham. Um, was it Abraham? I don't know who that was. Jacob. There we go. Wrestling with God became Isaac. Um, we all have a, a limp. We all have what Paul said when he said, uh, this thorn. I've got this thorn in my flesh. And and God said he wasn't going to take it away because his his grace is enough. While we're on this earth, listen, guys, his grace is going to have to be enough. I don't care what anybody has done to you. His grace is going to have to be enough until, like they used to say in the old days, by and by. Maybe we'll understand one day, by and by, we'll get it. But right now, we don't know. So we just got to forgive. It's almost like when you think about it, would your, do you believe your parent would give you bad advice? No. And God is our father. Would he give you bad advice? Do you think he would command you to forgive someone if it wouldn't in the end benefit you? Absolutely not. So that solves it right there. Exactly. This part of sanctification, folks. Forgiveness is part of the process. Turning away from sin. You know, the Bible speaks of turning away from sin. Being born again. Mm -hmm. Doing the right thing, becoming more like Christ. Well, Luke 6, 36 says, be merciful even as your father is merciful. Mm. This is all part of the process of sanctification. 
the ability to forgive and forgive better and quicker. I feel like as your life goes on is a part of the process. You have no right to be judged. You have no position to be judged. You are not holy. You can't even be on the jury. You, you, you got nothing. Sit your tail down. The only thing you can do we is say defendants. not guilty. There's a, a album that <laughs> John P. Key came out with a long time ago, Not Guilty. We are not guilty because of Jesus, which means the people who hurt us are also not guilty because of Jesus. And I think another another big thing to say here is forgiveness towards ourselves, Because a lot of people do a lot of outward work with other people while carrying this weight of mistakes we made years and years ago. I remember hearing this woman tell her story about some stuff she had did in her past. And um, she was like 50 something, still stuck on something she did when she was in her 20s. Still hadn't, for- literally said out of her mouth, I just can't forgive myself. So the same way we're telling you that you need to forgive other people, a lot of us need to forgive ourselves. Listen, and I think that's one thing that being a mom has taught me. Man, we gonna mess up some stuff. <laughs> like, this is your first time being, I hope I say this correctly so you understand. It's your first time being on this earth. It's your first time walking through certain things. You have to give yourself grace. I used to have this mentality that, you know, everything had to be done perfectly. And I would just be so, I would beat, on my, beat down on myself so much because I'm like, why is this not right? And I, you know, it dawned on me, you ain't never done it before. This is why it's not right. So giving yourself grace because look, you've never done it before. The only time we are demon righteous is when we are in Christ. Outside of Christ, we are dirty, filthy human beings. We, we are a bag of trash. That's worthy of death. Yeah, we all should be going to hell. So keep that in mind next time you want to judge. Next time you want to hold back forgiveness because you believe someone isn't worthy of it. Take the weight off of yourself. And exactly. I think that's the, when, when he said he was the burden bearer. Uh, when he says, um, uh, give an exchange. Uh, it's about the, um, maybe you can help me. Uh, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Yeah, that's Jesus when it's time to talk about um, following him. Yeah. This this there's another scripture where it talks about um this exchange that's supposed to happen where you give God uh your worries and cares and all that stuff and he gives you back peace. Look, man, God is so good to us. We don't even realize he's that parent who's like that mom that everybody hates because she got like procedures for everything. Like if she fall, this is what you do. If she screamed, this is what you do. If she X, Y, and Z, this is what you do. God has procedures for everything. Everything? There is nothing in his, there's nothing that you can't find in his word of procedure for. A way to do it. Now here's the thing. This is why this is, and it's the same thing with the, why, why the mom makes people angry because it's extensive. The stuff that you got to do is not easy. Forgiveness is not easy. We're not by any means saying that this is something that, you know, rolls off the tongue. It's not because, and you know why it's not easy? Because of our sinful nature. Because we think we better than God and everybody else. Just like, it, I mean, it comes from the enemy. He thought he was better than God. When you're holding on to unforgiveness, you're saying, God, I got this. I'm better than you. 
No, you don't. <laughs> None of us do. Nope. Sit your tail down, go forgive somebody, and ask for forgiveness for not forgiving them. Repent. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent. <laughs> <laughs> That's my best advice. Yeah. And I mean... That's another thing too, especially in a marriage. Um, y'all, you, I think what aids in forgiveness is like I said, just wake up every day with the mindset. Like we, we wake up every day and we got all these things on our mind. Like, oh, I got to get to work. I probably need gas. Trans needs to be taken out, blah, blah, blah. We need to program ourselves that when we wake up, it doesn't matter what my spouse does today. I'm going to forgive him. It doesn't matter what anybody does to me today. I'm going to forgive him. The reason why we, we are not su- successful with forgiveness is because we already have those scales in our mind. Take them down. Put everybody back at ground zero. There is nothing that anybody can do to me today that will cause me, that will give me the right to hold unforgiveness. And yes, think of worst case scenario, something you would just hate if it happened. You still don't have the right to hold unforgiveness. Exactly. Forgive, folks. Forgive. Yeah. Anything else? Nope. Well, guys, that will conclude this episode. I was your host, Benjamin Atkins, and I was accompanied by my lovely co-host. Takia Atkins. And we were also joined by our lovely daughter, Aubrey. Aubrey, say something. Say something. She breathing. Y'all hear that? <laughs> Say something. Say, ah. She's smiling. She's going to be quiet knowing that in the beginning. She, she was teed it right now and you took her past fire out of her mouth. Boy, I tell you, this girl, <laughs> when it was time to be quiet, she wanted to talk. It's all good. <laughs> and that was another episode of the Atkins Family Podcast. We'll see you next time, folks.